everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You can find Author Magazine at authormagazine.org, and we are funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. Supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. To learn more about the PNWA, go on over to pnwa.org. Had Elizabeth Conti back on the show. Elizabeth, uh, I talked to her when her debut novel came out a few, well, two years ago, a year and a half ago. She's got another one out. Great to talk to her. She's an independently published author, and she had a lot to say about marketing, about the challenges of it, about her love of it, as well as her love of storytelling and finding her niche. Um, she is the so she Elizabeth writes women's fiction, and she brings what she loves about 19th century literature to the 21st century reader. She writes poetry, short stories, and novels. And her award-winning debut novel, Finding Jane, released in spring of 2022 and chosen mistress in the fall of 2023. Other published works includes anthologies, the truths that can't be told, the truth that can't be told to, love is in the air, let's begin again, summer fireflies, and I have a dream. Her writing is featured in the Pangolin Review, Sad Girls, Plato's Cave, Lost Coast Review, Lake Forest Writers Roundtable, and Pen Writers. Yeah, so great conversation, and I'm glad I get to share it with you now. Enjoy. Okay, she's back on the show. It's none other than Elizabeth Conti. And Elizabeth, I didn't ask. It's yeah. Elizabeth, not Liz, not Beth. <laughs> no, it's Elizabeth. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth Conti. Welcome. Only welcome. my old friends can call me Liz. Mm, mm. Well, I'm gonna. I'm not. I don't think we're, we. I qualify as an old friend just yet. <laughs> when so I say I'm, old, I mean like high school. And that's, yeah, no, I get it. I get. But I'm an old. Yeah. Hey, I was Billy once upon a time. Oh, I, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it and then it changed. All right, so you're back. You got book number two, Chosen Mistress, mm-hmm. uh, Finding Jane, mm-hmm. uh, came out like two years ago? Uh, a year and a half ago, yeah. Okay, and Chosen Mistress came out in uh, September? September, end of September, early October. And you've been talking, yeah. so you're talking to me now, so it's been out a few months Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I exchange pleasantries on the social media from time to time. Uh-huh. So I know it's been an up and down ride for you. How are you currently feeling about things? Um, you know, this year is going to be a new year. <laughs> All right. I like that attitude. I like that attitude. So just for our listeners, you have opted to go the independent route, which mm-hmm. I will say, if there's any genre I recommend that in, it would be yours. I think that that's probably the one of the easiest, I mean, if that's possible compared to say what I do, but, yeah. um, but let's go back before we get I to say why I did. The indie well, I, I, I do want to know why okay. I do want to know why, but I want to just back up a little bit for about learn a little bit more, remind some of our uh, listeners about you, your relationship to writing. Uh, how far back does it go? Like little girl college? Oh, no, I, I was just thinking today, thinking, oh, it was 10 years ago. It's been over 12 years now that I've been writing. But when you were, did you have any notion that you were interested in writing when you were like in college, say, or in high school? No. Well, I've always written things, you know, how you have a little scroll book, but I never thought I could write, like be a writer. I never thought it was an option. And 
And um, so, you know, I went into the corporate world. I was in sales and marketing my whole life. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And you were in sales. Mm -hmm. You were in marketing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you liked it okay, as I recall. No, I, you know, I loved, I loved what I did. I, you know, you're, you're, you talk to a lot of authors and they say the worst thing they have to do is market. And I love marketing. I, I'm excited about it. That's it, right. That's right. right. I was going to quote you in a book I was writing about marketing, as I recall. <laughs> I've you, I said I've, I've quoted you when I teach fearless marketing. I was like, "There's yeah. a person that exists mm -hmm. who likes it. Her name is Elizabeth Conti." Yeah, I know. I know. I I really do. I, I was exciting. I mean, scary, but it is exciting. And when you can see it working, it's even more exciting. But in the sure. book world, it's different. It's different. It's, it's, it's a little tougher. Yeah. It well, yeah. I think it is. I I think for this, there's a lot of reasons behind. It. I do think that that books for whatever for good or bad <laughs> word of mouth is the most powerful absolutely tool still yeah. you know? and you have to be known and you and getting to be word of mouth in today's market you would think it would be easier because we have all the social media and you're thinking oh my gosh i have all these avenues and if i just make a video but it's harder than it's ever been oh, that's um, interesting on the algorithm and getting seen by people i think i can i can probably sell more books standing on a street corner don't say this. Yeah, don't say, don't, media. don't tell me this. This is depressing. <laughs> I can't. Well, you know what? But it is depressing. And I want people who write or who are thinking about writing, they, they need to know the reality. And I, right. I, I, you have to work really hard and it's very difficult. And you know what? There's like 3 million books published every year. I, I know it's something ridiculous. Like We're that. all on the same avenues, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, right. pretty much. Right. And to be seen, you know, forget it. Well, let's, but let's, here, I'm going to get, have to get a little optimistic because that's my job, is yeah. that, yes, it's 3 million books published, but not every reader reads every kind of book. And so, for instance, you write romance. Now, romance, very popular. No, I write genre. literary romance. Literary romance. My apologies. My apologies. Hey. I don't write romance because I don't want people to think that I write, you know, if you're a romance reader, um, I don't write genre fiction. I write It might literary. disappoint you a little bit. Might disappoint <laughs> you a little bit. Okay, good. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but even okay, so even there, mm -hmm. literary romance, there's only that's, that has its own channel, would probably mm -hmm. fall within the women's fiction, women's block. fiction, not market fiction, exactly. Right. Okay, good. Make your stuff, yeah. Well, I <laughs> know something, so you know, so but there's a lot of readers in that, but you know, mm -hmm. probably not men 45 to 60, for instance, you know, and they're buying yeah. books too, and probably not girls ages 10 to 15, you know, so in other words. All the books are published, but not everybody wants to read every kind of book. So you do have, you are targeting the people who might want to actually, mm -hmm. you know, read what you write. And so, uh, so we, let's, let us not pretend that you're in competition with 3 million other books out there. No, And I think everybody as a writer, you have to realize that. I mean, one of the things I tell people, know your target market and go for your target market because you're not going to sell a book to everybody. And when he goes, well, you know, these people might be interested and these people might be interested. It's like, those are great if they, if they buy your book, but you want to focus on the people that are interested in what you write. And everybody has that niche. You know, who my favorite story of that is, and this might be inspiring to everybody's Dan is Dan Brown, not not Dan Brown of of, of the Da Vinci Code, mm -hmm. but local Dan Brown who wrote Boys in the Boat, which is coming out being directed by George wow. Clooney, and it was oh. right, yeah, Boys in the Boat about a, a rowing team from the University of Washington that went and beat oh, the yeah, Nazis yeah. in nineteen thirty. Right, yeah, mm -hmm. so it's coming out. So I, I, he was talking about when that book came out, big bestseller, but mm -hmm. and he got a huge advance on it and all that, but it wasn't doing great. And what did he do? Because rowing 
used to be a huge sport in the U.S., not so much anymore. I'll tell the story quickly. He went <laughs> around and he said, well, I'm going to go to rowing clubs mm-hmm. because the people in the book, that's what they're doing. So maybe the people who are doing that too, and but it's men who are in rowing clubs. Most of it's women rowing clubs too, and men don't tend to read. But, but what happened is they, they got interested enough mm-hmm. and then their wives and girlfriends and mothers and who were in book clubs heard mm-hmm. about this and they started reading it. And then they said, Oh, what can I get my husband for Christmas? Oh God, it's a book that a guy would like. And so, it, but he started with rowers and then went out from there. And I think and lots of people did like it. Cause it's not about right. rowing. It's yeah. about other things, but. Yeah. And so as a writer, you like, you know, you hear it's, it's difficult, but don't focus on the broader world. You know, you, you got to focus on your audience, the people that are going to like your book. That's right. You get them interested and then it should, you know, open up later, but um, yeah. They should be a little bit like you, a little bit like you, right? They should have something in common. (laughs) Aren't they to some degree, if you overlap? You know, you know, when I, you know, I, I, I'm writing up the seminar for marketing, but you know, when I look at things like I like gardening, I like cocktails and I make wine. And so I, I, when I tag people, I tag people with my interest because I, you know, if you are a museum goer, you're going to like my book, if you're going to be this. So you, you start again, marketing 101, find your target market, know who you're writing for and know who you want to sell to, and then go after them. Like it. I like it. Okay. So as promised, you said you would tell me, you probably told me once, I've forgotten. When you made the decision, you started writing 10, 12 years ago, probably. So you got to learn. First, you got to learn how to write a novel. Not so simple. And you got to find your voice and all this sort of thing. Okay. So you, you've you learned, you spent your time learning the craft, probably getting some rejections and blah, 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 and all that. Yeah. And okay. But that's the journey, you know, self-talk. Hundreds of projects. No, you and me both. You and me both. Get up. But you made a decision to, to publish independently. And talk to me about that decision. Well, I was getting requests for the full manuscript, which, you know, as a writer is always great or you get yeah. partials. And so it's like, oh, wow, they you know, I'm writing something of interest. You know, I know they they like it. But so many came back to me, even publishing companies said, we really love the storyline or we love your characters. Or we love your writing, whatever it was. But we don't know where to put you. Because in the oh, industry, I see. You have, yeah, you have to fit in a box. You have to right. a genre. And they have to know where, and I get it. It's a business plan. You know, you don't want somebody that's going to be hard to market, hard to sell. You don't know where you, you need to go to a store and say, okay, this is going in sci-fi. This is going in. Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, and I didn't fit into a box because I'm writing literary with romantic elements, which is, you know, like upmarket fiction. But um, I really, you know, my goal was to bring back 19th century literature to the 21st century person. I wanted to bring back that old world writing, you know, like so many people are like, yes, I want to read it, you know, but there are people out there who want that, who want, of course. Um, you know, character driven stories that have uh, a character development through the end, but that's also really romantic. You know, those are people probably don't buy romance books, but they, they still want that romantic. Still want a love story. story. They still and, want yeah. a love story. So yeah. I saw a niche in the market because I came from sales and marketing. So I'm like, you know, build the niche, right? That's, that's your number one goal in sales marketing. So I saw the niche and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write to that because that's what I want to read. And I, I can't find it out there. And I want to say books like, um, um, uh, time traveler's wife or um yeah. out of africa or thorn birds or those kind of books that are more modern books um that people would know that's the kind of writing that i thought we were missing in the marketplace those okay. drama-ish books that have romantic elements 
So yeah. that's what I write and I call it literary romance. So it's not a category per se. So what I'm doing is something new or reintroducing something into a marketplace that doesn't really have a space for it. And so I, you know, I'm doing the hard part. I'm, I'm trying to create a niche. I'm trying to create an Apple computer when there's no Apple computers. <laughs> I think, I, I think there would, I think this would be, le- I think it's not as much of a niche as niche niche as you think no, i think it, it might be i think that there's a lot of people who want right. that story i don't think it's but that. I have to t- they have to know about me they I have to know about it. well that's part of our job it's an interesting thing as a writer is you have is helping people i feel like as you help people understand what your work is mm-hmm. you start understanding it better yourself that somehow having to reduce it down to the elevator pitch or even just a basic summation helps i know it's helped me mm-hmm. understand what it is i do as i right I feel like, oh, come on, it's so obvious. But then yeah. as I begin to have to find the language, that helps me understand it even better. So maybe the this is helping you craft what it is you're writing. What it is degree. I write. And people always say, oh, that's something that I would read. And I'm like, I know. So that so the next element of writing and, and filling a niche and trying to fill a marketplace with something is getting known. And that's the slow process. And that's why I'm I'm big on marketing. You you probably see my ads all the time or my creativity trying to get to that customer. Um, you know, I think once I'm known, it's it it'll take off, but that kind of concept is is newer in the marketplace because I don't fit on a shelf or a concept. And and I tell people when I meet people, they go, what do you write? And I go, literary romance. They go, we love romance. And I go, no, I'm not romance because romance is a, a very specific arc. It very you you want the happy ending, you want the, the this right, cute, right. And you're not going to get that because you're getting drama. You're getting you're getting literary uh, character development, and then you have a romance in that. So as long as you're ha- good with that, that's great. But if you you know you got to be careful about where you call where you put yourself and tell people who you are. See, listen, you hearing all this, people. This is the kind of <laughs> this is the what will keep some writers up at night. But Elizabeth comes from a marketing background. Now, didn't you tell me when I interviewed you for Finding Jane that? You almost can't wait to finish. Is it? And I apologize. I've interviewed a lot no, of people. Yeah, and I, yeah, you I think do. There, and I think there was another. Maybe it was you or someone else who said, "I can't wait to finish a book just so I'll have something to market." Um, prob- I might have said something like that because it's really fun. I mean, I mean, my my fellow writers, they go, "God, dear God, we can't be you," because I'm like, I am on fire when it comes to marketing. I right. love, I love creating ads. I love thinking of something new. Um, and I always say, if if people could see it, it would be great. I just the algorithms are very, very difficult to conquer. Oh, and- you see, yeah, I know you. When you say the word algorithm, you lose about eighty percent of the writers, <laughs> probably, probably. All right, but okay. Uh-huh. So marketing, yeah. There's the writing itself. Clearly, <clears throat> do you like it? Do you like the actual writing itself? I I do. I mean, I we were talking about this. How many hours do you write? How many hours do you write? Oh, not a lot, actually. Probably an hour or two a day. I do all this other stuff. I don't know. Wow. Okay. doesn't I take me that much. Yeah, Eight hours a day. I oh, God, no. No, never. Never. Eight, ten hours a day. When, I, when I'm when i in a story, yeah. I just want to immerse myself in it. And and then editing, I'm just eight hours a day just looking at my computer. Jesus, I, I love kill it. myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I can't. I need to talk to people. I got to break it up. But yeah, I've always worked in short spurts. And you know what's funny? I... Yeah. Just, I mean, that's just sort of how I worked. I remember one of the, the first authors I ever heard speak, and I haven't before when I, when I was a young fella, was a guy named Larry McMurtry who wrote Lonesome Dove, which I'm a Pulitzer, and he was a really interesting guy. He wrote a t- uh, Terms of Endearment. He wrote that. Anyway, charming guy. And he said, yeah, 
two hours a day. That's all I do. Two hours. He was from Texas. He was two hours a day. It's all I'm done. I'm bored. I got to do other things. And I was like, okay, fine. If Larry McMurtry only does it two hours a day, then I'm, I'm good. I only him. wish. I think that would be great. Maybe he's more productive than I am. Well, um, he's dead now, so he's less productive than you. But <laughs> once upon a time, he didn't do a lot of rewriting. But okay, so you enjoy. So you like. So you like it. You like the because it's different. The corporate world, people moving and chefing and dip, 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 dip. you're just home alone in your lovely office there, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. could, I would, yeah, you know, there was a, a post and somebody said it was like some cabin out nowhere. And it said, if you had to be here for 30 days, you had enough food, but you wouldn't see anybody and you had no television and not, I'd be like, that's my heaven. <laughs> You're good with that. Please. <laughs> now, do you have, do, do you live with anyone? Do you have a partner? Yeah, I have a husband you have a and husband. children. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. So what do they think of this? This this you alone uh, in the room doing your thing for eight hours? I, I will be very honest. Um, I think my husband gets really lonely and depressed. Like, he's like, are you ever going to come out of that room? Are you ever going to come and spend some time with me? You know? Wow. wow. That's because he likes me. That's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> all right. So he's going to have to learn because my wife's a writer, too. So this there's all it's all no one. There's no question about. Yeah, you know, it's easy. He likes I, <laughs> he likes what does he go to work does he have a job that takes yeah, him he has a job to... yeah so i you know and so i'm trying to balance honestly i'm trying to balance that but um when you're doing it on your own i you know i'm an indie author and i've got my own publishing company right. and i do everything so i design my book covers and i have to you know you design I, your own book covers i design my own book covers and then i just found a woman to help me with the second book um to put it all together because i'm creative yeah 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 it's a whole process yeah. Um, and then I do all my own marketing and then you've got to do all your advertising and your newsletters and talking to libraries and bookstores and sending out yeah. letters. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like I'm like that monkey, you know, that has the. Yeah, I, this is I, the thing. <laughs> this is why I don't independently publish, because I'm like, God, I take on three more jobs. I don't think I want it. Yeah, um, it's It's great, though. But you like it. See, but I think you enjoy it because I, I, I have friends who are who are who are pretty successful doing their indie publishing but they are these women who are just want they want to know what every color door handle in their houses and they want to pick out every so they want to do it they it's fun that's part of the fun is making all those choices i'm a creative and because what i did before was interior design and garden design um before oh. after, after my corporate life so oh. I'm, a, I'm a creative so i see everything and i I'm pretty much more creative than any, but most people that I meet who do covers or, or formatting or, you know, so I see it right. in my head. So I have to control that. And and that's another reason why I love being an indie because I do get to control everything. Um, you but want it's that I'm running a business by myself. Except now here's something. Yeah, I know. And it's a lot of work, isn't it? And, but you know, I think that you, there's a reason that you're, even though it's a lot of work, I suspect you wouldn't have it any other way. I suspect no. you might be a nightmare if someone wanted to publish your work. You might, they might, <laughs> it might not go I so well. The big publisher would be like, "Oh God, no!" You're like, because I'm going to just want too much control. And I think it would be interesting, but I do, I do have, you know, I know what I want. I know what I want to put out. I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. And, um. So it works for me. You know, it just definitely works for me. But now here's the question: Brown control. One of the things writing has taught me is the illusion that I have any control whatsoever. <laughs> and, and what I mean is that I feel like my job is to show up at the desk, mm -hmm. see what happens, mm -hmm. and see what happens, and let come what come. Mm -hmm. And I would think that that 
that's got to be true for that's true for every writer I know on some level. How do you feel about the relationship? Because in other words, isn't the best stuff the stuff that surprises us a little bit? That if you're a creative, you've got to like the surprise of it. Just, yeah. 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 I, so how does the control, the woman who wants control, deal with uh, the... Okay, the, yeah. Um, the, the, the lack of control that is part of the creative process. Okay, so this is the thing. I am very, and I've been tested for this. My daughter's this way too. I'm left brain and right brain equi. Ooh. I'm not 100% creative. Like my sisters are artists and they are right brain. Like All right brain. Okay. I am... That's why I had the business world. I was left brain. That's why I'm good at um, interior design because I could, I'm spatial, organized, like left brain. Right. So I, when I do creative, and that's why I do sit in my office for eight hours at a time because I switch brains and I'm there. And my daughter was even complaining, like, I come in and you don't even see me. And I'm like, because you don't understand, my brain has been hooked over here and it's focused. When you say hooked over here, you're pointing to your. Oh, uh, well. I'm to my right. <laughs> to your right. So you. So when you go into the case, so you brain, go into the, my left brain is my creative. My right. I mean, right brain is creative. Left brain is organized. Yeah. So when you go um, into right, you just switch into that receptive, mm-hmm. in, intuitive, and then you say, "Okay, we take off that hat. Now we're going business side." Now, now. I can go into that marketing side, and that's why yeah. I can I can do both because I I switch mm-hmm. over. But when I go in creative, I remember I was when my daughter, when I was pregnant with my daughter, that room kept on sitting there. My husband's like, are you ever going to do it? Are you going to do something with it? I'm like, it hasn't come yet. It hasn't come yet. And then one day I'm probably like seven and a half months pregnant. And I went into the room and I'm like, "Hmm, I'm ready. And I didn't come out for three days. Like my my creative person just came in and took over and I couldn't do anything else. So. Wow. Okay. Well, so this is so you got your own publishing company, which is obviously you publish your books. Yeah. Have you have you brought in other people yet to do their books? I, I have one other person that just came in because this is the thing. I'm looking for people who write what I write. Oh, literary. See, I, I think I and, you know, you remind me of Jane Porter, who uh-huh. I think Jane Jane wrote Roman. She wrote for the Harlequin for years. She was yeah, doing know she is, books. Yeah. you know, Jane. Yeah. Okay. And then she started her own publishing company at some point, I believe. Not mm-hmm. that I mean five years, six years ago. I don't know if she's still doing it, but she just said, screw it. She looked up and said, I can do this as well as, you know, the people are publishing her. So I wouldn't be surprised if in five or 10 years, I look up and you've got yourself a stable of writers. I what's the like name of your company? What, what's your- uh, it's Jane Wright's Press. Oh, okay. And I, you know, I established when I started writing because I wanted a publishing company. And my goal would be to find people that write like I do so that when people are looking for books, they know that this this company has writers that are going to give them what they want. So, oh. yeah. You see, Just want to throw that in the back. No, <laughs> no, I think it's good. I can see you totally running your own. You are running a business, but like where it's just where you're not sure. I have so many authors. I got to find the time to write. I could see it. I could see it in your future, Elizabeth, if that's the direction yeah. you want to okay, go. I'm fine. We're putting it out in the universe. Yeah. No, I think you'd be good at it. I think you'd be good. Yeah. At it. All right. But in the meantime, uh, chosen mistress mm-hmm. out there, you're doing mm-hmm. the thing, you're TikToking, you're Facebooking, you're Xing. I don't know. Do you do X? <laughs> I am Xing. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's Do you do threads? I just started threads. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, Xing is like really a downer and depressing and there's just news everywhere. And yeah. I have this concept of like the reason why I write to and what I do in my photography or when I was decorating design, I wanted to bring beauty into the world. That's like, that's uh, nice. Like, that's right. I remember. 
Yeah. My writing is, is beautiful. Like I want, I want you to leave with beauty in your heart and your mind. And I go into X or Twitter, (laughs) you want to call it, (laughs) and I'll put something beautiful, like a flower photograph or, or a nice video and I'll leave because I don't want to be bogged down by the negativity, but I, I, I'm like, my goal is just to, I'm going to put it out there. Hopefully people need beauty. They do. See this, you've got the right attitude. So hit, Here's the thing. Here's I'm going to give you my only coaching. I'm going to give you because okay. I think is that is that no matter how hard it gets, how frustrating. No complaining. Never <laughs> complain. Never okay. complain. I'm only not- describe. Because here's what here's what I think. I always feel like when we complain on the like oh, Jerry Russell is the perfect example of this. Now this is not around marketing, but Jerry Russell is a romance writer. And I, she has a great origin story, which is that she was writing, she she was pregnant with her first kid, and they said, you cannot leave your bed if you want to have this child. So she was bed rest for three, four months, whatever. She got bored, starts reading. She reads all these romance novels, and she's like, ah, okay, I don't like the ending. The man solves all the problems for the women, right? And so she says, I'm going to rewrite the ending because they've got it wrong. So she started rewriting all the endings for the books, and eventually she says, well, maybe... I should just write my own book. And I love that story because she had this experience she didn't like mm-hmm. and she turned it into what she did like. So she whenever you're niche in the market, right. So whenever you're, she did, she did. Yeah. She, and so she's got her career going, but whenever yeah. you're feeling frustrated, Elizabeth, you're a great person because because creation is about what you want, not what you don't want. Yeah. So no, I, I do that. I just keep on going. I'm just going to keep on putting it out there. I'm just going to keep on going. Put on I mean, the- are good. I can't complain as an indie author. I'm doing better than most traditionally published new authors. Right. So I, right. I can't complain, but it's working, but I want more. Good. You just keep focusing on the one more. You will for it. Don't complain. No complain. No complain. <laughs> I know it is hard. I complain, but I, but I really, it, it makes, I've, the, the more I, the older I get, the real the less I do of it. As I realize, yeah. it just makes it worse. Because I think, well, anyway. So you got book number three is in the works. It's starting. Yes, so, I'm what, I'm in it. Now let me see. Oh, see, I can't tell with you. I have to think. Okay. What instinct? I had this old parlor trick I used to be able to do, which is I would meet an author and I could just say outline or not outline or outline or not outline. I could just yeah. like yeah, just by meeting you. Come on, give it to me. I think you're a little bit of an outliner. But not, I don't think you're a complete outliner, but I don't think you're a pure, like, just see what happens. I think there's, there's, I think, ah, I don't know. I, maybe I'm losing my touch. Where are you on the scale? Because I feel like you're you're in the, I have a beginning, middle, and end, and a few other points. But I don't think you're, like, seen, like, a chapter by chapter. Oh, okay. Line. So I, I think that's fair. I, when I'm ready for a book, because I'm already ready to write the fourth book. Right. And oh. I already know, I already know the story. I kind I know. Is it just up in your head? In my head. Yeah. So it's not like I'm just like writing and let's see what happens. But I am a panster. I like, I just write and I keep on writing and I'll go, oh, and it'll come to me. And I'm like, oh, I'll write right. that scene. Like that. When you say you know the story, what you mean is there's this person and they fall in love with this and they're here and they're, you have, you have, like, you know who the characters are and you know where they're going, but there's a ton you can't know. I mean, there has to be so much that you don't know about the story, right? Because yeah. you can't have every scene in your head or maybe. Do you? Uh, no. I Come do. On. I do. No. I, I, when I, uh, you know, I had this idea for this book and, um, you know, do you know the movie or uh, the book Washington Square? Mm-mm. Um, but is it Hawthorne? 
Um, yeah, so I love that book and I love the storyline and I wanted to do an homage to that. So I know, okay. kind of know what, what storyline is going to be. But then when I started thinking about it, the characters started coming to me and they have these scenes and I can see oh, them. Oh, okay. All right. I just sit down and start writing them, but I don't know, like I, I know here and here, so I got to fill in it. And then I know yeah, here. Yeah, that's not, that's not really, now, outliners sit down and like, yeah, yeah. okay. So, so, all right. So you're doing a kind of a blend, which is what I think actually that's the majority of writers, you know. All right. All right, Elizabeth. It's good last for our listeners. Last time we talked, I didn't get to see Elizabeth. I'm looking at her now, so it's great. We get to, it's more of a real conversation. Yay, and I'm used to seeing your your headshot on Facebook. It's not enough. <laughs> Got to get meet the person. Um, all right. Well, that's I great. Something about you for people who. All right, I'm all right with that. You're reading your um, uh, your newsletters, or what do you call them? Your I, well, technically they're blogs. I call them essays. Your blogs and your essays. Um, I don't read a lot of them because I just, you know, they're not enticing to me, but I love, I love what you're doing with them because you're talking about writing, but you're exposing yourself to, and we should, we see the vulnerability of you as a writer and as a person, which is like the perfect um, formula for writing. You know, people want to know you as a writer and they want to know your writing. And so we get to see so much about you as the writer and also you as Bill. Yeah. And I, you're always inspiring whenever you write. And, and every, every time I read you, I'm like, God, yeah, I totally understand or I relate to that in some oh, way good. or fashion. So if you're not reading his, <laughs> his blog or his essays or whatever, you need to because they're, they're so good. I really appreciate that. You know, it's interesting. And thank you. That is really kind. And I love hearing that. And I my goal is to inspire people. That's because I love to be inspired. But you know, it's interesting you said, and this is why I love writing the kind of thing I do. And what's interesting about writing, period, which is, you're right, I do talk about my own life and I am vulnerable, I guess, and then I talk about my yeah. trials and tribulations. And But as you said, what I've learned from doing this is, but you can relate to it. And so mm -hmm. even though it seems like it's about me, the one my, I always tell myself, it's not about you, Bill. It's Wait, you just wrote an article about that. <laughs> I, pro I probably have written about 10 of those, but that's right. It's actually not, in a weird way. It's not about me, even though, and, yeah. and, and that's how you can connect to your readers. Because one of the things I tell my students is who are writing memoirs is like, they don't care that your reader doesn't care about you. Not really. They care about themselves and they are turning oh, they to your themselves in it. Yeah. Yeah. And what they want something from it. So they don't care about you. Yeah. And I'll just say the other thing. So I'm going to push you. Um, Good. So I Thank always you. share your, your articles on my Facebook because oh. I think they're so, you know, everybody will get something out of it, but as right. authors supporting authors, if you come across his articles, share it because yeah. They, you're so beautiful and everybody can get something out of it, whether you're a writer, a reader, anybody and um, share it. That's right. And in fact, if you don't like to read, I have a <laughs> podcast where you can just listen to it for like five or seven oh God, minutes. They're really short. Yeah. <laughs> They're about as long as my, my blogs, my essays. So yeah, so you can do that. Elizabeth, thank you. It's the rare guest that publicizes me. And I, so I really appreciate it. That's, that's All the heart you. of an indie writer. That's the heart of the indie author. Everybody supporting everybody. All right. Yeah. On that fabulous note, I'd like you to answer one last question. Uh -oh. My favorite question. If writing has taught you anything about being a human being, about life, it's taught you what? Um, I, did, I just did TikTok on this. Um, being empathetic to people and the situations that they're in, whether hard or, or easy, understanding people and their humanness and their humanity and how important they are to the world. I agree. 
I agree. Elizabeth, thank you so much. I'm glad we got you back on the show. Well, thanks for having me. little empathy goes a long way. She's right. Writing does teach you that. You gotta, you don't have all the answers. Everybody's doing their best. They really are. Listen, I want to thank my producer, RJ Jeffries, and to all of you out there. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're staying warm. It's January when I'm recording this. It's cold here, but, but who cares? Who cares? Listen, all that matters, love will keep you warm. So go find something, something you love to do and do it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.